Welcome everyone to Blackest Tech Speaker Series Spotlight. I'm your host, Mimi Jacks, and we are going to be speaking with some of the speakers that are going to be in attendance at the conference, September 24th to the 25th. Today I am sitting here with Janine Uzel, and she is the COO at Wikipedia Foundation. Hi Janine, thanks for joining us today. Hi Mimi, thanks for having me. Definitely. We're so glad to have you. And I know I'm really looking forward to your keynote speech at the conference. And the topic is going to be who tells your story and why does it matter? And I figured we might as well start off our, our interview right here and asking you, why does it matter? Who tells our story? Okay, so thanks, Mimi. I have so much passion around the topic of storytelling Mm -hmm. and who tells our stories. For me, um, as an African-American, you know, the history of my family and the things that I've learned about my family from being a part of the Great Migration to my father and his brothers being doo-wop singers with mm -hmm. Cadillac Records and, you know, the recipes and how to make out Laura's cabbage and things like that. These are things that I've learned sitting at the table sitting mm -hmm. at the table talking to my aunts or standing in the kitchen, uh, sitting in the backyard or, you know, when they say, you know, go back, you know, where the kids belong, but you know, you're listening in <laughs> what our parents are talking about. And this is how I've learned about who I am. This is where I, yeah. I get my pride from to be a part of the Uzel tribe. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the stories and the things that I've learned, even as I grow older, the legacy um, that I've been building around stories for my families that I tell my nieces and my great nieces and nephews. And when you think about the perceptions of, of people, the things that people learn about other people. Uh, it comes through stories or media or news or experiences that you have. And when you don't have um, an experience with the person, sometimes you do some research and you read on it and you're looking yeah. for information about a culture or a group of people or an activity. And so when people want to learn about people like yourself or myself mm -hmm. or someone that's different than them, um, where are they getting this information from and, and where are they getting their stories from? And one of the things that Wikipedia does for the world is provide information and knowledge about mm -hmm. everything from people to places, artifacts, uh, all kinds of things that you can imagine. And it's so important to me that our platform ensures that the perspectives of, of people and of things and, and activities and spaces and places are all representative of the diversity of the world that we are. And so if you read something about Juneteenth or about uh, the Great Migration or flat twists and cornrows. Those stories <laughs> yeah. need to be written and told by ourselves the same way we should have more stories about um, black women in technology and, and STEM Absolutely. and the scientists and the great leaders that are building and solving problems for the world. And those yeah. stories need to be told so that the perception of black people is, is an accurate one. And yes. so I like, I'm, you know, I love storytelling in general. I love to mm -hmm. ensure that um, people have knowledge about um, content in general. And now working for um, a product like Wikipedia is helping me um, do that even, even in this space. 
Yeah. And, it, and it's definitely a visible platform because a lot of people, when they don't know something, they go right to, you know, Google, they go right to Wikipedia, they go try to look it up. Hopefully they try to look it up and try to educate themselves a little bit. But those types of stories are like, it could be their first impression. It could be all they know about flat twist or about black women in technology. So it is so important to have diverse representation there and to have different stories. Um, because even, you know, our stories could be different of my experience with technology, going through a technology school or, or even yours as well. Um, so even our perspectives, you know, we may even need to learn a little bit about each other. And that's a great place to, to get some detail. I mean, Mimi, there's a lot of power in, in a platform like Wiki. And, and one of the ways mm -hmm. I love to put it in perspective, I, I have to share this with you real quick, is that yeah. Instagram approximately about 1 million people or devices touch Instagram every month. Mm -hmm. um, one, I'm sorry, billion. billion. 1.5 billion are touching uh, Wikipedia on a monthly basis. So the mm -hmm. impact that mm -hmm. we have for, you know, influence, it's mm -hmm. powerful. People are, you know, you mentioned Google. Yes, when you Google something, you're also having an experience with Wikipedia, yeah. whether you choose intentionally to do that or not, it's yeah. happening. And so, you know, it's, it's just so important for me to ensure that the experience that people do have on our platform is accurate and fair yeah. and equitable. And, um, and, you know, that's what who tells your story really means um, yeah. to me. Yeah, now that's great. I love it because even when we touch, you know, base with our families and those stories passed down from generation, I mean, that, that Oracle is, is one of the first, you know, passing down stories, you know, so just making sure that we have our stories present, making sure our stories are heard and in an um, area that people can hear them. Um, good. And then I also wanted to ask you about, um, being a black woman in technology and you're one of the the top leading like executives of black women in technology you know how do you feel that um, we can bring our story as black women you know to the technology um, um, to the front of technology well you know I think there's a, there's a few things and um, there's some accountability um, that mm -hmm. I want to hold us to as individuals, and then I want to hold us to as a as a media society. Mm -hmm. um, we're out here doing the work, okay? Hands oh, yeah. down, there are women in tech, black women in technology that are doing great work. We're building great things. We're solving great problems. We're yeah. leading great movements. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the world doesn't know about us because we need our media outlets to talk about us. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say something here. You know, I, I can't compete, you know, with, um, with some of the things that are happening um, in television or in reality TV and things like that. If mm -hmm. that is what's catching the movement of news, you know, maybe a women in tech is just not <laughs> glam enough to be newsworthy, but it mm -hmm. really is. Oh, and yeah. it's important that our media outlets also recognize the value of, of what we're bringing to society, the way mm -hmm. that we're showing up and repping, you know, for our people. And you have to talk about us, not because yeah. we just want our name everywhere, but because there's um, 
there's a direct correlation to what happens on Wikipedia based on what happens in the media. And so yeah. what makes Wikipedia articles strong and valid are the citations uh, that yes. that bolster the the content, and so the more citations, the more other, the more direct reference points that you can make to a Wikipedia article, the more mm -hmm. power and value it has, and the more likely it is to be accepted by our community and thus stay on our platform. When okay. you don't have that, you've got this great tech woman doing this great work, but you know, with all these patents and solving these great problems, but no one's, no one's written about her, then there's mm. no link. And that is, that's what happens. And the other thing that, that I think um, is that we have to, you, you know how we are, we just kind of get in there, we do our work <laughs> and we just keep moving. And Heads we don't, down. yeah, yeah, to tell mm -hmm. our own story. I, I'm the same mm -hmm. way. Um, mm -hmm. And you, we just put our heads down and we just dig in. And yeah. You know, the world is happening all around us and we've got to, um, you know, kind of pick our head up and tell our story on, on. And it also, you know, great work like what Blackest Tech is doing and bringing yeah. folks like myself in to be able to tell those stories. And we just have to keep at it. The world, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure the world takes notice of, of not just me, but of, of us all. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah, the work is not done. And <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's okay to toot your own horn. You know, yeah. so if people don't know about you or what you're doing in black and tech or as a woman in technology, it's okay to let them know. Say, oh, yes, I, I am a woman in technology. This is what I do. And this is, you know, I have friends who have done patents and everything and, and people don't know about it. And I'm like, girl, you, you're doing good stuff here. Like we should share that with others as well. <laughs> right. That's right. I and mean, we need to see it celebrated. And we also know that many media outlets don't write mm -hmm. about black women and so that's why i'm i'm pushing our media outlets the ones that are specific to blacks write yes. about us too tell yeah. our stories as well that's right cite black women and um and even yourself like throughout your career uh, maybe you can even tell us a little bit about um working abroad, you know, you worked as an expat um, with GE in Africa, right? And how did that experience help to shape your career and help to tell you the story of your career? So Mimi, this one is, this one is really important for me. Mm -hmm. It is so important for me that black people that have an opportunity to take international assignments do it. So I was an expat in Africa, yes, but my career has been highly global. I have wow. done work in India, in China, in Indonesia, in Bangladesh, in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai, in Africa, in Latin America, Brazil. I mean, I have had an opportunity every time. I was like, I'll do it, I'll do yeah. it. Because <laughs> the opportunity to uh, have a global career, does a few mm -hmm. things. One, you're exposing yourself. I'm, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, raised in Plainfield. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't go on family vacations, you know, to Ibiza. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we went to North Carolina to see my grandparents, right? So, I mean, <laughs> and I think I'm That's grateful fun. for that, yeah. right? I'm grateful for that. But mm -hmm. I was not raised, at, you know, you know, in the Swiss, touring the Swiss Alps in the summer or places like yeah. that. So, the opportunity for me to experience the world has come through my career. So I've had a chance to work in this space and then also, you know, put my feet in places that I would see on a map growing up and never probably could have thought I could be. 
Yeah. And then the second thing is the world gets an experience with black, with black people, black women, black men, black folks in tech. There are so many places, probably almost every place where I worked or been internationally, where I was the first, the Mm. only, and the different person in the room. And then it being a part of my career, you're showing your employer uh, and your business unit just how agile and adaptable and flexible we can be as people Mm -hmm. of color. And that's just not always presumed or assumed. I thrived in a global environment and it was hard, but I love the world and I did well in it. And it did, you know, it did well for me. And Mm -hmm. the, the opportunity that it created for me to become a better leader, a better thinker, a better problem solver. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it's, it's literally been life changing for me. And so Mm -hmm. being an expat, changed my life it changed my family's life and and every friend and person that got to come through africa and visit me and never thought they'd they'd come to africa um Mm -hmm. for the work that i did at the company that i worked for that was great work for me it was great work for the world it was great work for the organization um there's a financial gift that comes from being an expat that many Mm -hmm. of us as black people don't get to experience Mm this is it's a powerful powerful opportunity yeah it's it's part of that zigzag to the top if you will it gives you exposure in different divisions it gives you exposure in different companies countries you know and even the communication style like even if you're when you're in india whether you're in africa whether you're in the uk there's different cultural experiences related to working in your leadership style so I can just imagine that I haven't, you know, been overseas yet to work, you know, for a long period of time. But yeah, I can just imagine that the impact that would have on your career and your marketability for yourself of being able to adapt to those situations, like you say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. And so one other thing I wanted to mention, because I did notice this in the news recently, that Money Magazine has named NCANT as the number one HBCU in America. And this also happens to be your school. Yes, right? (laughs) Go Aggie Pride. Yes. (laughs) Class of a long time ago, so we won't go there. But (laughs) it's all good. It's all class. (laughs) Proud graduate of North Carolina A&T School of Engineering. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be more proud. So thankful um, that they recognized the school. Mm -hmm. And look, at the end of the day, HBCUs were not. We're not here to compete with each other. A quality mm-hmm. education is what what we want for all of us. But mm-hmm. I mean, hey, we'll take that. And <laughs> I'm, also, I'm very honored to. I actually serve on the board of the School of Engineering, so okay. a strong supporter of Dean Coger, who is the the dean of the School of Engineering. And um, yeah. I'm I'm a proud proud Aggie, and I had a wonderful um, a wonderful opportunity at A and T open the door for me and, and a great education. Yeah, yeah, and anything just as important as Black as Tech is at bringing Blacks and technology together, exchanging ideas and everything that the HBCUs as well. Um, I know that they're a producer of a lot of the Black doctors and lawyers we have, but I wanted to hear your opinion on um, how HBCUs can help in this quest that we have in bringing more Blacks to technology. So I want to say this. You know, yes, HBCUs, I mean, we we push out a lot of doctors, lawyers, um, politicians, 
Mm-hmm. Listen, we're pushing out a whole lot of engineers and scientists as well. Yes, there are yeah. a lot of, uh, of technology that's coming out of the HBCUs. Again, mm-hmm. you know, people don't always know, but um, yeah. so there's this power in the School of Engineering. The Spellman Robotics uh, team, the Spellbots, awesome. those are some powerful sisters, you know, doing <laughs> the most amazing robotics and working yeah. com- uh, Tuskegee has a as a very strong volume of women in engineering that they that they graduate, along yes, with so. folks like uh, A and T and Howard and Prairie View that have strong engineering programs. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's um it's a great place to to get a technical uh, education. Yeah. The there are so many uh, research uh, opportunities. A&T has a nanoscience um, research center on campus. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many great spaces to do, um, to do research. And I, I say this, yeah. for those of you that maybe didn't get a chance to go to an HBCU for undergrad, and if you're considering doing graduate studies, consider an HBCU for, yeah. for, for graduate. And in terms of what, we, what HBCUs can, can do or continue doing, mm-hmm. um, I think that the the departments in the in the schools that are responsible for for partnerships continue mm-hmm. working with the big tech companies to ensure mm-hmm. that our students get the interns. Uh, the interns lead to full time employment, hands down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we want to hire these students. Uh, we've got to teach our employers, um, you know, where to go to to find yeah. the talent. Who they exactly. send and how they show up is important, um, mm-hmm. but you know this, the universities themselves also. You know we want to continue to create opportunities. I know that A and I can speak for A and T because that's the school I, I work closely mm-hmm. with. Our students, um, we had started some abroad programs where the students in the School of Engineering um, were doing some assignments abroad. We obviously aren't doing that this year with COVID, but we had engineering students that were going to China that had spent some time in Africa. These are great opportunities. And, um, and, you know, we want to create them early on so that when they Mm -hmm. get into the workplace, they've already had their, you know, their taste buds a little tingly with this experience (laughs) so that they want to do this because wanting to sign up for the assignment there's some bravery in that and we want them to to kind of get the bug for it when they're younger so we're just going to keep doing those things and i hope Mm -hmm. that alumni will continue to support their hbcus we have to give back in our time in our finances not just in our in our pride yeah definitely and even in the where we are right now with a lot of companies beefing up their diversity and inclusion. And, you know, it's, it's also up to us to make sure that they include that equality in there as well. And that they know where we went to school, that they know where to recruit, you know, hundred percent correct. You know, don't say that there's, um, there's a, a small pool or there's no one for the role. No, you need to look outside of who you know, you know, who the recruiters already know and look to other locations, other schools and, you know, other you know recommendations to find more and bring in more blacks in technology. Right. So, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Janine, again for joining us today. Um, I really can't wait for this. This is going to be a really great conference coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me, Mimi. Um, the only thing that would make this better is when I get to meet you in person and we get to to do all this again, um, yes, face to face. So I, I hope that that happens soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I'll hold you to it. (laughs) Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you, you too.
Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in for this speaker spotlight session with Janine Uzel. We are going to be welcoming everyone and looking forward to seeing you at the Blackest Tech Conference on September 24th to the 25th. If you haven't already registered, be sure to do it now. You could go to blackesttechconference.com and we will see you guys there. Thank you. Bye.